Welcome back to Dance Tips Daily. And if you're new, welcome to the fam. I'm your host, Danny Albertina, and this is the podcast where I read to you, with the author's permission, of course, short and sweet dance excerpts on topics such as choreography, performance, mental health, physical health, nutrition, education, and more. Bonus episodes release the first of every month featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those who keep our dance community alive. If you're ready to spend a little time getting a little better each day, let's dance in. This is episode number 371 featuring Katherine Boland, Three Lessons from Yoga Teacher Training. It's September 6, 2021, and we have a Mindful Monday episode here for you at Dance Tips Daily. Happy Labor Day, dancers and dance lovers. I hope this... I almost just said email. LOL, clearly have been spending a little bit too much time in the Gmail land. <laughs> Anywho's all, what I really mean to say is I hope this episode finds you healthy and well and hopefully taking a little bit of time off your usual labors. And if you are working today, hopefully the episode can help put a little bit more pep in your step and help us be a little bit more mindful moving forward. That said, let's dance on into Catherine Boland's blog. What was the last transformative learning experience you had? Can you pinpoint and then put into action lessons that resulted from that experience? I recently wrapped up a 200-hour YTT, and it was certainly that kind of experience for me. Spending more time at home over this past year, over lockdown, and also craving ways to be more physically active, 2020 and 2021 has meant more time on my mat than I've enjoyed years prior. Moving, breathing, doing my best to challenge, but also care for myself. I realized that I was feeling called to get back into teaching adults, which I mainly stopped doing towards the beginning of 2019. I knew that I would need training again in order to do that safely and effectively. I was scrolling Instagram one day in mid-spring of the year and saw a post from a Boston-based instructor, who I love, promoting a virtual 200-hour teacher training. The price was manageable and the scheduling, though intensive, workable. So I decided to take the leap. Fast forward to August 2021. The cohort recently did our teaching practicum and held our closing ceremony. The two months of this training went incredibly fast, but those 60 days were also filled with an immense amount of learning, personal discovery, laughs, difficult, but fruitful moments, and so much more. Here are three main lessons that emerged for me over those two months. Not an exhaustive list, but the most present for me, and I hope useful for you. Number one, everyone has unique work. I've learned that my work in asana posture practice is to strengthen rather than stretch to the limits of my mobility. I've danced since I was 13 and practiced yoga since I was 19, now 32. That's more than half of my life dancing and short of half of my life practicing yoga. That's all come with a lot of deep stretching on a consistent basis. My own approach to working and growing has also intensified all of that work. I haven't always understood that more is not always better, genetically, anatomically, and physiologically. I'm also mildly hypermobile, very mobile in muscles, ligaments, and joints. Add all of that together and the result is that I have a quite mobile body. Is there a problem with that? Well, first off, 
let's look at all of this with the yogic perspective that nothing is plainly in quotes good or bad. It simply leads to certain outcomes, positive and or negative. Let's go a bit deeper and investigate the what and why rather than branding things as 100% always good or bad. So that said, here's the main issue with hypermobility. Mobility has an inverse relationship with stability. In other words, when mobility goes up, stability goes down and vice versa. Lack of stability can lead to injury, repetitive stress issues, and even some technical limitations. Not being able to achieve certain postures and in dance, not having access to certain movement vocabulary. So that all means that my work in yoga practice is finding stability rather than going to the limits of my mobility. What does that look like? In something like a lizard pose, a lunge with hands down and both hands on the inside of the front leg. That front leg stepped out wide towards the long edge of the mat. I've often placed my back knee down and sitting into my hip mobility. I now instead keep that back knee up and engage my leg musculature to encase my knees and protective muscles. In something like a low lunge, I used to sink deep into the lunge. Now I lift and steady my hips higher, again securing my knee through engaged leg musculature and focusing on the alignment that allows for safety and stability. What's that been like? In all honesty, a little challenging and requiring diligence. We can't just decide to change habits. Rather, it takes consistent practice of something different to do a sort of manual override. There's also that little voice from inside telling you to go deeper and push harder just because you can. Dancers, can you relate? But I try to tell that voice to shush that I'm making a different choice and have a different goal. I keep at that manual override. That right there is yoga as far as I see it. That consistent coming back to the better choices for you and the growth that results from that diligence. And here's the really key thing that I'm hoping to impart. While that's my work, the person next to me on the mat has different work. Ergo, we'll likely make different choices in our practice. And if supportive and nurturing for each of us individually in practice and as people, none of those choices are wrong. We're all different people coming from different places and with different needs. So why should practice look the same? for each of us. How could it and still be supportive of all of us who come to our mats? Another aspect of all of this is how it's a multi-step process. Finding out what your work is, beginning that work, and maintaining it. There's no finger snap magic moment and no silver bullet. It's in coming back to the practice and your unique work in the practice again and again. An even more concrete illustration of this concept is a short daily practice such as one that one of our teacher trainers taught us. A baby cobra and a forearm plank held for one minute each day. There are many physical benefits to practicing those two poses every day as well as a practice of tapas, diligent, consistent work towards a particular goal, and through that finding calm and focus at extremes within safe and supported limits, of course. Arguably, one could customize such a daily practice to best serve them according to where they are physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. I'm working towards such a short daily practice on my own. Perhaps it's a lizard pose and a low lunge, focusing on engaging my musculature rather than going as deep into my flexibility as I can go. That's my work in the practice after all. Two, 
there's always more to learn. Again and again, over the course of the training, I was struck by how much I was learning. Even after having taught yoga for eight years, 2011 to 2019, for all ages and in a variety of settings, and practicing yoga for many years, some of what we were learning was a refresh for me. It relit nuggets of learning in my memory from prior trainings, workshops, and classes. Yet, just as much, if not more, was totally new information, or at least an intriguing and useful new way of understanding something within the practice. Indeed, there are boundless perspectives out there to hear, be in conversation with, and take something from. Indeed, another wonderful thing about yoga is that it's an endless well of investigation, discovery, and growth. Ever since I started practicing in 2008, I've known that to some extent, but the summer's 200-hour training illustrated that for me on a deeply embodied soulful level. The learning isn't ever really done. There's really no ta-da moment when you know everything and your yoga journey is done. Moreover, my teacher trainers even attested to learning things from us. I know I've learned a lot from my students in the past. They were all 500-hour certified instructors with extensive experience in practice, teaching, and study with remarkable teachers, and there was still more to learn for them as well. The teacher trainers actively cultivated this atmosphere of everyone learning together through a sense of humility and active listening. Attesting to it all, we would end some practices bowing to the student and teacher within. We all have both in us. While always having more to learn might feel overwhelming to some people and understandably so. To me, that's the exciting part. I wouldn't ever want to be done. We have our whole lives to keep drawing from that endless well. So while, of course, taking rest and also times away if we need that, let's keep drawing from it. Let's keep enjoying all that yoga has to give. I hope that I always do. Three, there are multiple means to the same end. A key part of that new learning was that there are multiple approaches to safely and effectively set up a certain posture, understand a yoga philosophy concept, or intelligently sequence a certain class. For example, I learned at least two additional ways to set up a warrior two pose to support a wide variety of students and instill important learning. I learned important sequences, concepts for keeping students safe and helping them to reach closer to their potential in the practice, but meaningfully within that is so much room for creativity. Two different sequences building up to the peak pose of flying pigeon, for example, can have different poses, but both can still safely set students up to approach the challenging pose as best as they can on that particular day. That's indeed something I've always loved about yoga, the freedom and creativity possible within a certain structure. I am a dancer after all. Yet this concept came truly home to my heart and mind from this training. As another way this concept manifests, different yoga instructors can have different strengths and growth areas, and through teaching from that unique place, all accomplish the goal of offering a class that supports and nurtures their students. In our cohort, this dynamic was clear in our final practicum in which we each taught the rest of the group a portion of a practice. We then got individual feedback from our teacher trainers, from which I saw that we all had different strengths and things to work on, but we all accomplished the goal of teaching the group safely and effectively. One mountain, many paths, as they say. I hope to go forward on my path in this practice even more greatly appreciating multiple instructors' ways of being creative within the established, well-known structure of this practice, including my own. I hope to always honor that tradition and words and in actions while bringing my authentic creative self to it. 
What a thrill and what a journey. See you on the mat? I hope so. I also hope you keep learning, honing your work, and appreciating the multiple ways there are to achieve a certain goal in whatever craft or discipline calls you. Thanks so much to Catherine Bolin for giving us permission to share her insightful blog with y'all today. Make sure you check out the show notes if you'd like to learn more on her. What was your favorite takeaway from Catherine's reflection of her teacher training? A few of mine were the idea of not comparing yourself or your work to someone else as they have different and specific needs that they may be working towards and that's okay if it's different from you and you can both end up at the same goal or destination different ways. Another is the idea of a daily practice. Wink, 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 wink. Thank you to all the listeners who choose Dance Tips Daily as a part of their daily practice. I hope it helps inspire you to keep moving and motivated. And so speaking of daily practice, here comes your daily challenge. I challenge you to reflect on one of your recent workshops or trainings or if you are leading classes and think of what you've learned from those around you, maybe your students, or maybe even about yourself. We're constantly changing and evolving from day to day, not only on a cellular level, but maybe even our tastes and preferences. Taking that small little time as an opportunity to check in with yourself, to write it down for this Mindful Monday, and maybe reflect back in a week or so and see if you still agree or how you've progressed from that learning. That being said, that's your short and sweet tip for the day. I hope you enjoyed, and as always, happy dancing. Thanks for listening today, and tune in tomorrow for more short and sweet tips. Happy dancing.